Hey, this is Nick from 50 Campfires, and this is the episode of The Daily Outdoor that we recorded on April 12th, 2018. About a month ago, we discovered a concept or a phenomenon happening over in the UK called champing. It's the idea of camping inside of a church or glamping for the night. We connected with Shauna James, who is the PR officer for the Church's Conservation Trust over in the UK in London. And she sat down with us and explained to us what's going on over there, how much it costs, and how you can get in on the action. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to Thursday. It is Nick from 50 Camp. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. We'll sell you the whole seat, but, but you, you only need, need the edge. edge. I don't but, think this shows that riveting. No, it's not. It's not that cool, but it's, it's pretty cool. What's up, everybody? It's Nick from 50 Campfires. And Clint from 50 Campfires. Happy. No. no. National. No, no. You're going to say something weird. Happy National weird. Grilled Cheese Day. Oh, I like that one. Yes. I actually have a grilled cheese tip. I know what your tip is. And I, I think you need to, I think you should. This is a good opportunity for you to tell everybody. And I will say that this is actually the way that I make uh, any grilled sandwich now, even if it's like a hot ham and really? cheese. Really, I've anything. turned you on to this. It's really good. All right, so it is National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day, and I have a tip that I, so I can't remember who turned me on to it, but when I grew up, my mom made grilled cheese sandwiches using butter. Yeah. Right. You put butter on bread and put it down in the pan. And that's, that's what, what most people do. That's what most people do. However, a much tastier. That's not what you do. That's, that's not what I do, Clint. A much tastier grilled cheese sandwich is made with. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is what you use. You put mayonnaise on the bread instead of butter, and it doesn't taste like mayonnaise. No, the and ob- result is not obviously this works because they're of the high fat content. What's up, Joe? How are you? In mayonnaise, right? That's why you can get the good mm-hmm. little grill going, and it's it browns delicious. really well. It browns really nice, and it browns. It actually browns more evenly. Hey, Sandy, how are you? Then butter Thursday. browns. That's so- that's the reason that I use that tip. Really? Yeah, so to everyone listening to the podcast or on Facebook, smear mayo on the outside of your grilled cheese next time you throw it in the pan. You will be delighted. Wait a minute, did you just say podcast? Yeah, yeah. All right, you should make sure that you follow the 50 Campfires Daily Outdoor Podcast on your podcasting application of choice. I just posted a link (laughs) down below to the iTunes version, but if you're on Google Play Store or Stitcher or Podbean or wherever else, Ooh, Janice says, ever since we shared that tip, she's been doing it ever since you told us about that last year. Yeah. I've been doing that too. That's the way to make a grilled sandwich. And just on this last field trip, remember? We used it because we didn't have butter. We did not. Remember, I was making the crazy, crazy sandwich night where we just like, it was like one of the last nights in camp and Uh every last thing we had, I was packing it all in my sandwich, slathered a bunch of mayo on there. Oh, it was so good. So uh, Sandy makes grilled cheese sandwiches, but adds raw onion and mayo inside. But Joe, try it for real. That is now why we're here today. Uh, we're no, not but here we, to bicker back and forth about, about grilled mayo sandwiches. on bread. No, that's but true. it's a good camping tip. However, it was about a month ago. Yes, I read an article that I came across online. I, lo- I love to stay hip and up to date on camping. Did you know that? <laughs> so I read an article about a month ago. You about have to because everything else is not hip. A, a trend happening in the UK called champing. Yeah. And cameraman Jeff told me that champing had a different meaning. It had to do with horses. And I said, that's not what we're talking about. No. We are talking about, should I I break what champing is? So let me first say that, I I don't know if anyone else ever had this feeling of being being younger. Yeah. And I I would have this feeling in both high schools and in large churches. And I would think, 
it would be so cool to be here alone like when no one else is here or here with my friends so you could like just have the place all to yourself right in a big kind of it sounds fun <laughs> a little bit of a scary space so what is but champing nick champing is camping in glamping it is glamping in churches is what i believe it is in churches in the uk they've got you know what i've we've brought an expert here if only we had if only we had an expert to talk to who could answer all your questions so what i'm going to do here is i'm going to introduce shauna Yes. Shauna is from the Church's Conservation Trust in the UK. She's in London right now. Shauna, can you hear us? Hi, I can hear you. So through the wonders of technology, Shauna is, is visiting with us from London while we're here in Minneapolis. This is Shauna, welcome to the show. Welcome. Hi, it's great to be here. So we came across, you kind of heard the way that we set it up. We came across Champing about a month ago. And I was lucky enough to connect with you, who I consider to be a champing expert. In, in, your, in your humble opinion, what is champing and how did it get started? Okay, so champing is basically camping in a church. So you've already said that. Um, and we, we actually trademarked the name um, champing. So there's nothing else like it. We're the first people to do it. Um, and I work for a charity, as you said, called the Churches Conservation Trust. We look after 353 historic churches in England. So these are churches, they're still consecrated, but they're not used for regular worship anymore. So we open them to visitors as historic buildings. Um, a lot of them are medieval and they're listed. So a lot of them are grade one listed, which means they're really um, historically important. And we have events and lots of different things happening. And we kind of joked about it at first and thought, wouldn't it be cool if we could stay over? And then we thought, okay, well, let's, let's try it out. So we started with one church about so um, back in 2015 <laughs> and we tried it out. It was quite cold. We did it in February just, just to try it out with some staff. And then um, we had no idea what people would think of it. if they think we were completely bonkers, um, but people <laughs> loved it. And now we've got, we grew to three churches then 12. And this year we've got 25 of our churches, our champing churches. Um, so I'm part of a small team um, that works on this project. And we've had an absolutely amazing response to it um, because it's unlike anything else um, out there. Well, I think it's so cool that you guys are the originators of the kind of the concept of champing anywhere in the world, I guess, if you've trademarked it. But you said there's 353 churches kind of in the in your um, charitable organization and 25 of them yeah. are designated as champing sites. Yes. So you don't correct. call them a champ ground, do you? Is that, is that not cool? um we've kind of come up with lots of different words we call our guests champers um we have champa hampers for people when they get there and they can uh, have wine and and uh, a champa hamper breakfast hamper so yeah and we've got a really playful tone and on our website and people people really enjoy it and they, they it's it's great for our organization because people that normally wouldn't visit a church come champing and it's a, a whole new audience it's for old and young you can bring your dog I've done it with my dog and my family, and um, it's really exciting just to spend well, the night in, in a building with so much history. I think it's interesting, the tone that you talked about, the playful tone that you guys use on your website, because there was a part where it's, can I bring alcohol? There was something along yeah. the lines of like, uh, of Absolutely. course, why, why not? There's some <laughs> yeah. playful thing that I, we thought was, that resonated pretty well with us. I actually, I like that there is no heat because it does, you still have that element of 
you got to dress warm and you have to do there are certain things that you have to do if it's cold out and it does it it's still the fact that it's cold gives the break from your regular life where you have all of the creature comforts and so you still you still get this way to have a completely different foreign experience but somehow familiar because we're in you because you're in churches it's fascinating to me yeah and pe people like it because you kind of feel like you shouldn't be doing it it's like you said when um uh, earlier on nick when you said you're in a in high school or in a big um hall and you think oh wouldn't it be cool to to stay over it's that kind of um unique experience uh, and when i've been doing it you sort of lay there looking up at the 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 roof and this medieval building and thinking of all the history and and what's great about it is you have the building to yourself so each group it's exclusive so you're not sharing with strangers Unless anyone in your group is strange, but you know <laughs> we can't help you with that. That would that's, be our um, group. That's why sure. I can't. I can't chat yeah. with you because right. we would be strange. Yeah, <laughs> but even Sean, if it's I'm, just I'm, two of you, you get it to yourself, so it's great. That sounds so cool. I have a question for you, um, and I'm probably not the first person that has has thought this or had this thought. Is has there been any resistance to the idea of of having people stay over in churches? Um, yeah, well, initially there was some um, scepticism and particularly from locals and at our first church, we were really careful to talk with the local community and um, they thought we were going to be having big parties and it was going to be like some kind of a bunkhouse throughout the summer. And actually um, what, what really happens is is really far, far from that. So we, we have um, champ bots, so they're members of staff that come and set up um, all the all the camp beds and everything um, before people stay. And it's all put away again afterwards. So um, when people come as visitors, they wouldn't know that it's it's been used for champing. So it's really flexible and it doesn't impact on the building itself because these are all historic buildings. We can't make changes to the fabric of the building. Um, but yeah, initially there was some scepticism and people were a little bit worried about the kind of groups we were going to get. But actually, people have all, we've not had any problems and people have been really respectful of the fact that these are um, still consecrated buildings. Sure. So you, you're part of a charity. So is the idea of champing to raise money to preserve these buildings or what's the what's the function of it? Yeah, exactly. So um, we're um, a charity, the Churches Conservation Trust, and all the income raised from champing goes back into conserving the buildings. So we're a conservation charity. So our frontline work is um, maintaining the fabric of these buildings. Some of them are up to a thousand years old, so they're really historically important. Wow, that's, is it working? Are you guys raising enough money to, to, you know, have it be worthwhile? Yeah, yeah, we're, it's, it's been really popular and we're branching out into a franchise model now. So churches that aren't within our collection can come on board. Um, we've got a church in Orkney, which is um, part of up in northern Scotland, which is part of the Scottish Redundant Churches Trust. And we even have working churches that are interested in coming on board and they realise oh, they've got potential. Yeah. So it, it's not all churches, I was going to say, it's not all, not all churches are suitable for champing. They're all rural countryside churches that we use because we team it up with walking, canoeing. We have a couple of churches near a river and they're near yeah. cycle paths. So we, we promote that sustainable tourism um, aspects of the experience as well, which seems to go hand in hand with um, the kind of audience that, that, that we attract. So we have a question here from our audience. And the question is, is do you have people or resources that know the history of the buildings to be able to explain to the people that are spending the night in them? Can they figure out some of the history of where they're spending the night? 
Definitely. So as part of what we do anyway, is that we, um, we, we do interpretation of the, um, the buildings for people. So whether that's online via our website or we have guidebooks in the churches, um, we also have volunteers who are really supportive of our work. And um, we have some great volunteers that we can arrange for people to, to speak to and, and have a private tour. So, yeah, we're all about educating people in the, the history of these buildings. That's that's so cool. So, Clinton and I, one of our favorite questions to ask people that are involved in any kind of camping is, do you have a favorite uh, camping site? Is there a church that you think is oh. an absolute must visit? <laughs> That's really hard. I, I haven't champed in all of them yet because we've had a whole load of new ones this year. So I have uh, champed in quite a few of them. Um, and it's really hard because there's one that I really like that I'm going to do in a few weeks in Warwickshire. But I suppose my favourite so far was um, St Mary's Church in Fordwich in Kent. And that's near Canterbury, um, the historic city of Canterbury. Um, and that's my favourite because it's got so much history. Well, they've all got history but it just has a really special feel. It's right next door to the pub, which is probably why I like it as well. Um, oh, so you can, perfect. you can go to the pub and then you can get, take your um, torch, your torches through, through the churchyard um, after you've had a few drinks and, and it's a really nice pub as well for dinner. Um, and it's, in, yeah. it's right by the river and you can do canoeing on the river and you're about three miles away from the historic um, city of Canterbury. Um, so there's so much history in the area um, and in, in the church itself, it, it's about 800 years old, that church. Um, wow. And another nice feature is that it has um, box pews. So um, instead of just the pew benches, um, these are little enclosed um, benches, the, the pews, and they've got doors on them. So it's almost like your own little enclosed bed, um, which that is really is cute. So, so uh, we have a double cool, one and then cool. lots of singles. So yeah, that that's a I think that's a favourite. Um, but when I stayed there, I did it with a group of journalists, and um, some of, some of which I didn't know very well. And one of them snored really loudly. And in um in a in a building with a huge ceiling, they um it's very echoey. So um yeah, like so you, if somebody in your party snores, yeah, it's um it's very echoey. <laughs> so you might need to take earplugs. So I what, I, what I want to know is we've got, you know, uh, an audience all over the United States. If someone from the U.S. wanted to come over to the U.K. and go champing, what's it going to cost them and what do they need to bring with them? OK, so it's £49 per person um, and we have a special group rate. If there's a group of eight or more, then it's 20 percent off. Um, dogs are free um, and um, we also provide breakfast as an add on as well. And oh, cool. in, in terms of things to bring with you, we supply camp beds, um, tea making facilities, comfy um, chairs and cushions and things. Um, people are asked to bring their own bedding, but we can hire out um, sleeping bags and pillows and things because we do oh, get wow. people from overseas who are traveling and they might have rucksacks and they they can't carry everything. Um, but people tend to bring things to make it even more cozy. So. Um, things like board games, um, hot water bottles, oh, cool. in, in case it's a little bit cold. We, we, do, <laughs> we do provide fairy lights and uh, these very realistic battery operated candles. So it's really atmospheric at night time when it's all dark 
and you've got all the fairy lights and candles. And then in the morning, you've got the um, the sun comes up through the stained glass window. So it's it's a really beautiful experience. That sounds so great. We have some pictures. Do you want to run through those yeah, now? I would, I would love to show some pictures of what this looks like just real quick. And it's, there we go. So I don't know if you can see these, Shauna, but I'm yeah. showing some pictures that I pulled down from the Champing site. Um, yeah. So there's, there's one picture in here in particular. Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's me and my oh, daughter. Really? <laughs> oh, that's, that's um, perfect. We do that. <laughs> that's in Oldwinkle in, in Northamptonshire. That's our first ever Champing Church. Um, that's where it all started. Oh, cool. So, so, so this picture uh, here. And if you're listening, it's a photo of uh, kind of a little hangout space up in the balcony of the church, looking down into the rest of the church. And this one really got me because I remember being a little kid and my family always sat down on the main floor. And the balcony was such a mysterious place to me when I was younger. I was like, who are the people that sit up there? What's that like up there? And sure. so for me to be like, oh, I can have a beer now up there and stay overnight in the balcony. That sounds amazing. Oh, man. So, yeah, we've got to. Yeah, so that. That was in um, Oxfordshire, um, a church called St. Catherine's Chiselhampton, that one with the um, balcony. And that's the West Gallery, um, where they would have had the West Gallery um, singers. So, yeah, that's I like the way you call it a hangout space. That's um, it's, it's very relaxed with the beanbags and comfy chairs. Oh, man, look at that picture right there. That's that is it's like epic. It's, it it doesn't seem real. No, it is. Because, I mean, you're like she was as, as Sean was saying, the stained glass. I mean, a lot of that is. They're just, just incredible works of art that are sometimes a thousand years old. I can't even imagine waking up in the morning there. Right. No, that looks awesome. So I know that you've got two young kids to put to bed there in the UK <laughs> tonight. What I do want to plug real quick is if anybody wants to learn more about this, uh, your website is champing.co.uk. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. And you can book online or you can phone up on the number there to speak to one of our champ bots who will um, help you with your booking. And you guys did an excellent job on the website too. I want to commend you on that, that if the website doesn't work, it, a lot of times people get turned off, but it's so well designed and it's so easy to see where open dates would be. Just, it's fantastic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, Shauna, thank you so much for spending some time with us this afternoon. It was awesome to meet you. And I'm, I'm dead serious when I say that I'm going to go champing in the UK. <laughs> think you should well let me know right. you should definitely try it we will we will, if we come that way we will call you and it's going to be the wildest the party's on the non-party in the church you've ever seen yeah no partying Clint. no party well thank you you have a good night tell your kids good night thank you right. bye. bye bye oh isn't that crazy so we've got a couple more questions since other people have popped on right so can you pick your spot? You, you've called that out, right? Yeah, you certainly can. Uh, from what I could see, I think the, it didn't look to me like the accommodations were permanent. You know, if you have a camp cot, I'm sure you could slide it to the other side of the room or something sure. like that if you want but to. But you can pick your church. Oh, yeah, I think absolutely. is what people are asking. Oh, so. yeah, of course. And actually, uh, on their website, they have a very cool uh, map where all the churches are on there in little dots and you can click the dot and it takes you to that church to book it'd be fun to tour around and go visit a bunch oh, of them. be amazing i think we're gonna have to convince uh kayak kayak jana if you're watching um you're gonna plan need the to trip, plan kayak the jana. trip for us to go to the uk to, to champ around get it done get it done do it you'd love to do it <laughs> all right well 
that's I, I don't know what else to add to that because that was fantastic. It's such a when you sent me that link it, it, initially, it, it kind of it was I got blind. I feel like I got blindsided by it because it's I've never anything I ever would have occurred to me. Didn't know it was a thing. Um, and the thing I, is, for you and I to come across something that we've never seen in camping, or no, because like, that's all we do. We it was truly unique and i think it could only happen over there i mean i was thinking about it and i I don't know how it wouldn't fly over here because none of the buildings are historic or old enough i mean you do have some right they're just not common enough plus there's a kind of a respect for the older buildings what they have there is history yeah i could see that going quite wrong here just i think so too (laughs) (laughs) no a whole week a whole week of that traveling to different ones would be fantastic so uh, Clint and I are going to try to do something different on Tuesday. We are going to do a mm, our trip to Florida recap. We are. Yes, we've got some – Cameraman Jeff has put together this delightful video series that we're going to narrate and interact and tell people where we went and what we did, almost like this family slideshow here with our, with our family. That clever fella, that Cameraman guy. Jeff. That yeah, guy. That guy. That sounds great. Well, you guys, I want to thank Shauna – Shauna James from uh, Champing, champing.co.uk. I would say at the very least, uh, go, th- go to the website, and then there's a, par- there's a spot where you can click where it says our, our churches or our champion churches. Click that and just scroll through them and look at all the photos. That alone is worth your time. It's so, incredible. So Sue says, no ghosts, please. That is um, definitely something that I think people would. Uh... What if they're friendly ghosts, Sue? What about that? Is that okay? Um, that's could be. We have a question about camping in Idaho. I've never camped in Idaho. However, we do know someone that has lots of camping in Idaho experience, which is uh, Cameron Cameron Kylie. Kylie. Yeah, we can ask her. So I might be moving to Haley, Idaho, near Kitcherman. Ah. Kitcherman? Well, Lisa, we have someone you could talk to who could tell you all about the outdoors in Idaho and camping and probably everything you need to know. It's true. Yeah, I, I think... Camera Kylie is probably inside of a building once or twice a year. That's about it. <laughs> she takes off her shoes twice a year because yeah, someone it. makes her. Yeah, run inside quick. Well, on that note, my name is Nick from 50 Campfires. Clint from 50 Campfires. And this was Champing in the UK on The Daily Outdoor. We'll see you guys next time. So both Clint and myself agreed before we even talked to Shauna that champing was something that was on our bucket list. And after speaking with her, it's moved way, way up on that list. It sounds amazing. For more information on Champing, visit their website at champing.co.uk. For more tips, tricks, gear reviews, recipes, and more, visit us at 50campfires.com. And don't forget, subscribe and rate the 50 Campfires Daily Outdoor Podcast, and we'll see you next time.